Now, I've never been an expert when it comes to benefits and compensation. I've never advertised. I've never raised my hand and said, listen to me when it comes to all things benefit, all things comp. But I definitely have a unique perspective on it, right? Whether it's been the benefits and the comp that I've provided to those that I partner with and employ, whether it's been the opportunities that I've had to, to be inside of an organization, partnering with benefits and compensation strategy folks on the HR side as I spend time as a head of people, whether it's now being a part of a company, uh, Benny, who sits very firmly within the innovative benefits sector of, of employee experience of, of, of the workforce today. I've developed many thoughts, many perspectives. Now, for most, when you think about a benefits and compensation strategy, there's a few different elements that you think of, right? You think of base pay. You think of incentive pay. You think of employee benefits. You think of time off. You think of the psychology of how to request time off. You th I'm, there's probably 50 of these bullet points that I could rant off. What I'm seeing more often than not, though, is I'm seeing companies create benefits and compensation packages and structures from the points of views of two different angles. What their neighboring and competitors are doing and trying to one-up them and what they know, and when I say they, I'm talking about the leaders sitting at the top, what they know, knowledge-wise, and they apply the tried and true. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is when you have certain executives that sit at the top of, of an organization that maybe have spent 50 years, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years inside of HR, instead of going outside of the norm and researching and diving in and learning about not, not, not only what's out there, what's innovative out there, but they're then also not going to their employees first and understanding what they're looking for. Right. And so as I sit back and I understand this and I think about this and now being a part of a company that is in the employee benefits sector. I have many thoughts that I think are now bubbling back up and coming up to surface, because if you listen to this podcast closely. I don't know, probably in episode 128 or 284. I don't know. There's there's so many here now. Um, I've talked about this with high energy. And so now it's time to do that again or from a little bit of a different angle. If I'm someone stewarding benefits and compensation inside of an organization, if I'm a broker, I'm thinking about the following first and foremost. What's the overall psychology makeup and the realistic, the realistic variables of my employees' lives currently? The percentage. And so, you know, the general percentage. So what I mean by that technically is let's take my mother, for example, who is a manager at Rural Farms, the chain. The majority of the employees that work within the Rural Farms restaurant slash gas stations. They have a certain DNA. They have a certain psychology. They have a certain tax bracket. They have certain things that matter the most to them based off of their life experiences. They have certain um, financial 
restraints and caps based off of the amount of money that the organization, i.e. Royal Farms, can pay them that provides them access to positive things and as well as negative things. There are certain realities that exist within that group of employees. Now, let's take Target for an example. They may have their own another set of a demographic. Maybe a lot of the Target employees are former and or current college graduates. Maybe a lot of the the Target employees are retired housewives that are coming back into the workforce as their children are now going on to college and are looking for something to pass the time. There's maybe there's an older demographic there that are looking to get back into work, right? Then you think of an Amazon, for example, who's working in the warehouses, who's driving the trucks. The first thing I'm thinking about is the psychology and the makeup of those that are sitting within this organization. The first thing I'm doing is not looking at my competitors. The first thing I'm doing as a a broker is not assuming that this company will do what the other portfolios and the groups in my, in my, in my, in my network will do. The first thing I'm doing probably is I'm thinking about the psychology of my people, whether it's the, the companies that I'm serving as a broker or as someone that's trying to provide benefits to a wide range of companies, or if I'm sitting internally stewarding benefits and compensation or HR, That's the first thing that's coming to my mind is the psychology and the makeup of those that are inside this company today. The average. Of course, you'll have some outliers. And so I think once you move beyond that and you loop in things like a Benny and other companies and experiences out here, for example, there's some companies out here that are that are creating some technology where you can get paid. Like, let's say let's say my mom works throughout the rest of this week. So her ch- so she, her next check has already been processed and it's in the system. There's technology that out there that allows organizations to have their employees pull $87 from their future check because they've already worked there. They've already worked those hours. They're just not getting it yet because it's still a week out, but maybe my mother needs that $87. And making a partnership with that application makes a lot of sense because it will behoove the psychology, it will behoove the realities, it will behoove the situation of, of, of my mother in this example and, and that employee. It will support them, it will help them, it'll put them first. And it won't put the company in a, in a strained position because these are ours, this, this is output, these are deliverables that have already existed, right? There's, I know there's some technology out there that's doing that. I know there's other companies that are, that set up uh, structures and, and, and programs where you can feed where you can feed your employees a bit more money proactively on a loan basis or just a just a you know a, a pro bono basis. Meaning, if if my mother, for example, again, actually I know of this actually existing. I think this happened when I was 15 years old. She pulled a thousand dollars from um, from a check that she didn't even work yet. But she had a good track record. She had good performance reviews. So she was able to get a loan with no additional interest on it. Say, look, let me pull $1,000 from the company here. And in the next check down the road, two months from now, just take $1,000 off the overall amount of money that I would make in that month. And I'll figure it out then. So I know there's some technology and some processes and some policies that are helping companies do that. So as we get down to Benny. 
or what I believe Benny can do. I think Benny works very well within certain demographics and psychologies of companies and those that are working within those companies, right? Because what Benny allows you to do is it allows you to take certain dollars and, and, ta- and tap into experiences that maybe you don't have the money to tap into personally, right? And now we get the question all the time, well, what if you just put an extra 150 of those so-called Benny dollars into the ch- paycheck? What happens then? Well, what happens then in real life, in this, in this example, is that money gets eaten up by other unknown circumstances that occur in the lives of these folks every single day. But if you're a warehouse, if you're Target, if you're Royal Farms, if you're a sports team, if you are, I mean, there's so, if you're, if you're 90% of the businesses in America and these small business, if you're someone that runs a company or HR leader or someone that's doing benefits of compensation listening to this right now, and you're part of a company where you can admit the mass majority of, 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 the, of the population within your organization today, their psychology, their realities are the following. We live check to check potentially. Whatever for the reason, the margins of the company does not give us enough to live at an exponential level. We're not paid at the top one percentile in America. We're not even paid potentially in the one percentile of our industry. You know, every single hour that we work is incredibly important to food literally being on the table. I mean, we could go on and go on and go on. And so the point being here is that I think things like Benny and Benny more directly can definitely be a nice to have. But in in certain circumstances, if you really are a company that wants to put employees first, I believe there's certain variables where it's a must have. It's a must have to lock in engagement and trust and respect and love for your business. It's a must have that can potentially support your people to look at life a little bit more positively, potentially. To have an outlet when things are hard. They can look over and see those 400 Benny dollars and take their wife out in a beautiful evening and a date, which they haven't been able to do in seven months, two years. They can take their, they can take their son to a, to a baseball game and have a nice, and have a nice hot dog and a soda and buy their son a, buy their son a ball cap or, or, or whatever the case is going to be, a small little souvenir. And they can take pictures and they can enjoy themselves. Things like Benny and Benny directly can actually be a must-have if you think about the psychology of your people first when you're looking at your benefits and when you're looking at your compensation. It's something that a lot of people aren't thinking about that play in this sector that are living within the day-to-day of trying to figure out what we're going to put in place for our people. And it's something that I want to see more folks do. Think about the psychology first. When the psychology exists from an angle where you're putting your employees first and you're allowing that data to drive what you inevitably put in place, not your competitors, not what the industry says, not what you've done in the past, but the data that's speaking right now. Poll your employees 
Have one-on-one conversations. Go to your managers. Go to fellow change agents within the within the company and key stakeholders that have relationships at scale with your everyday employee as well as the executives at scale. And understand and learn what's really happening in these in these folks' lives. That extra hundred and fifty Benny dollars, that extra two hundred dollars, can make a difference. Can put a smile on a child's face. Can save a marriage. Quite literally. If you allow yourself to look at it from that psychology, from that point of view. A little bit of a different point of view. But I typically usually have a different point of view. So, as always, just a few thoughts. Thank you.